listening to The Fat Boy Show. You're listening to The Fat Boy Show this beautiful Tuesday morning. Wow, as the year comes to an end, it's like uh, the drama doesn't end. As if we weren't already stressed out over the direction the presidential campaigns are taking, mm. um, the Electoral Commission has decided to throw another curveball, a very interesting one, <laughs> yeah, a very controversial one. Mm-hmm. On the 26th of December, the Electoral Commission announced that they were suspending campaign meetings in Kampala and 11 other districts and cities in the country. This, according to the head of the Electoral Commission, Justice Simon Biabakama, he said that this is due to the surging COVID-19 infections and persistent violation of the SOP, Standard Operating Procedures, by some political candidates. Which ones? Hmm. (laughs) Other districts where campaign meetings have been banned include Barara, Kabarole, Luero, Kasese, Masaka, Wakiso, Jinja, Kalungu, Kazo and Tororo. Wow. So the elections are just weeks away. Mm-hmm. You know, days even, you could say. Yes, 14th January 2021. And the Electoral Commission comes out to say that you can't have campaign meetings in Kampala just like that. Seems just like that. Seems strange. But uh, <laughs> I guess let's try and see if we can uh, learn the details behind this. And uh, to help us understand, we are joined by Paul Bukenya. He is the Media and Public Relations Officer at the Uganda Electoral Commission. Hello, Paul. Welcome to the Fat Boy Show. Hey, good to have you on the show, Fat Boy and uh, Olive. Uh, good morning to you guys. Good yeah, morning. Good morning. So, this announcement, campaign meetings, why? What's that all about? Well, uh, we've been having campaigns and... Uh, they're still going on so we're still doing campaigns uh but we've guided on uh, uh you know that there's a modification there is a, a suspension of uh, campaign meetings where we've been able to have uh, physical meetings uh but they, there are some areas where we've suspended that and until further notice but also uh, advised on how candidates can still reach uh, the electorate using non-contact means uh because of the problem of covid19 and you know all the challenges we've had with enforcing uh, the SOPs. Well, the first question that uh, someone might ask is, why now? I mean, why not before? Mm-hmm. And in that case, why was there even an election to begin with if you knew that COVID would be a problem? Uh, certainly, we had to do our mandate as electoral commission. There was a discussion on having the elections on and and issues came up. Uh, but uh, um, we remained with an application because the constitution required us to continue with the organizing uh, of the elections because the law never changed requiring us to have elections within the time set in the constitution. So the allies have a constitutional problem. But uh, uh, we were also guided that uh, the country can start opening up and the things we can do and manage the COVID environment. Uh, Similarly, this applied even to elections. You know, the schools starting small, opening up gradually, churches, you know, weddings, you know, social life coming up uh, gradually out of the lockdown. Uh, similarly, the elections. And we came up with the standard operating procedures. And we know that there's been an attempt uh, by candidates, uh, some many in, in several areas successfully, to organize and uh, conduct themselves in accordance with the SOPs. But we've also seen a total flouting. And now with the advice of Ministry of Health, 
uh, about the numbers that are growing up. Uh, public mean meetings are, are seen as, uh, you know, you know, dangerous and uh, hotspots and super spreaders, if you could say. So we've been advised and we've advised candidates to engage audiences without bringing them to a central place, which has been happening. So, in a way, campaigns continue, but uh, we want to say that uh, public meetings where you get uh, people together, no, that one is uh, suspended. But isn't this a little too late? I mean, on November 18th, we had riots that come, came up because the police was saying that uh, people were flouting the 200, the, the rule that had been given that only 200 people could gather. And after people were killed, over 50 Ugandans, people still called upon the Electoral Commission to suspend campaigns and nothing was done. Why are you doing it right now? It, it feels a little too late. Well, from the world start, our approach has been engagement. Whenever we've had issues, including challenges in compliance, we would reach out and engage and say, guys, uh, this is not going right. Can we do it like this? Can we? So we push it up to the end. But of course, uh, at this moment, we, we just uh, we looked at, uh, and especially if you look at that, those uh, urban centers where already there are uh, concerns about the COVID-19 cases. Most of those are urban centers with uh, uh, very high concentrations. And so we, we've guided that in these areas, uh, we, we do not, we, we're suspending campaigns. So it's not really too late. It is in time to uh, address, you know, a, a big challenge that is, is continuing to grow, uh, a public health-related challenge. So it is in time. It's not too late. Uh, but also if you are to ask us why we have we had, uh, and we still use the engagement dialogue. Can we do this? Can we achieve that? Eventually, when it does not work out and there's continuing uh, flouting, then you, you can suspend campaigns. We've always mentioned that, that uh, we, if we do not see compliance, we will suspend campaigns. And I think now we've come to that point and uh, announced a suspension, mm -hmm. but also uh, advised that uh, campaigns are not just entirely banned. You can still engage audiences using uh, non-contact means. Yeah, so let's just, let's just talk about those non-contact means for a second. So by this you would mean virtual campaigns using uh, media, radio, television, social media, this sort of thing to engage with uh, uh, potential voters, correct? Yeah, yeah, we would mean uh, a wide range of uh, media platforms from uh, publishing, you know, we have been using posters, flyers, leaflets, brochures, banners, billboards, and, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to uh, print, you know, newspaper adverts and things like that, but also electronic, you, know, you have radio, TV. Now, uh, some, and then, some candidates and might then say, media. some candidates might say that this unfairly disadvantages the smaller candidates that don't have the resources to book uh, all the airtime necessary to disseminate their messages. So, for example, you know, to appear on a TV station, to run an advert or a radio station, uh, that typically costs money. Uh, I, I wonder why not here, but <laughs> typically it costs <laughs> money. Uh, and the candidates are saying, hey, we can't afford it. So thus, it is the candidates who would have the resources uh, uh, available to them to spend on media that would uh, be advantaged unfairly at the expense of those who don't have the same means to engage in these non-contact virtual campaigns that you're currently recommending. 
Fat boy, uh, not all candidates have been doing exactly that. Candidates have been using a, a wide range of approaches. Candidates have been using one-on-one, meeting people in the gardens, um, you know, meeting them on their verandas in their homes. Not everyone has been going to radio. And no, not everyone needs actually to go on radio or even TV or even to use WhatsApp or Skype or any of those uh, video conferencing because some electoral positions have been using uh, very simple approaches. So we are saying push, push up those. Yeah, now but those uh, using, the, uh, excuse me, but uh, some of them they have their social media accounts uh, and channels shut down. Yes, uh, Uganda <laughs> Communications Commission has just deleted some of these platforms. Yeah, of course. When we say use uh, media platforms, we, we st- you still have responsibilities. Now, when we are doing the elections campaign, it doesn't take away the laws of the land or what is required of us in terms of you know. The, the regulators remain in place. If uh, a regulator, UCC, or, 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 or other media regulators require you to follow certain minimum standards to broadcast your messages, I think you still need to do that because it doesn't take away the laws of the land. Just the way we have been advising candidates, just because you're a candidate doesn't mean you, you're above the laws. The traffic laws remain. You need to keep in lane or you need to move in a certain manner. It doesn't take away that. So I think uh, the, the authority of regulators to to regulate the, the use of platforms remains. For example, UCC gave us uh, temporary permission to use uh, open-air broadcasting, the Chizindalo. And we advise that candidates use Chizindalo still need to observe some minimum standards. You don't just uh, shout for the community all day because NEMA, the National Environment Management Authority, has set standards for noise pollution. So... We can only use the Chizindalo in the morning from, you know, uh, 7 a.m. in the morning up to 9 a.m. and mm-hmm. in the evening, 10 or 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So, uh, regulatory issues remain in place. And I think uh, for when there's compliance, in one should not find a challenge. Okay, so if, uh, if, if, if the Bobby Wine campaign were to say that there's a conspiracy to throttle him, by the Electoral Commission and UCC by asking Google to take down its channels and UCC saying that there can't be uh, you know, meetings in uh, Kampala, he, he might claim that uh, this is deliberately being done to sabotage his campaign. What would you say to that response? Can you give public the public uh, the assurance that there is no political motivation behind these actions? I think the first day, if, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, the first day, complaint that we've seen uh, moving and I think they have now brought it down to us has come from the NRM. They, they've said we have candidates uh, at uh, local government, parliamentary and presidential and you've stopped us from c- conducting campaigns. You're frustrating our campaigns and all that. So uh, I think this has affected all political parties uh, which have candidates at the various elective positions and even presidential candidates. So it's not targeting any candidate. It's uh, affecting all of them. Uh, which is why we've said uh, in the absence of physical meetings, please use these other available uh, medium. And I don't think that uh, digital media platforms have been closed to any candidate. Uh, if there are channels that have been uh, addressed or, uh, you know, questioned by regulators, then uh, I think there is need for to, to meet minimum standards. Otherwise, uh, uh, we, we, we do not target a particular person who would like to use media. Uh, so that we avoid having people gather, which is a danger and a, a risk for spread of COVID-19. 
Okay, our final question to you is, uh, so for how long is this uh, campaign suspension going to be uh, for these areas that you've specified? Is it all the way up until election day or do you see yourself uh, relaxing it towards the end? We, we are, of course, we announced this on Saturday and uh, we, are, we are already uh, at it, trying to work out our best to, to, to handle the situation. And we mentioned, we are very clear, we said until further notice. So we will be updating uh, the country and the candidates and the political parties on uh, how, how this, how the best way forward, given the suspension. So we, it's still before us and uh, we don't say that uh, it is closed. It is subject to review. And uh, with the consultation, of course, and also with the advisors of Ministry of Health and uh, uh, other stakeholders, including the candidates and the parties. Okay. Oh, yeah. and uh, last, last question. Sorry. Very last. And we, and we let him go. Um, some may feel concerned that there will be selective enforcement of these new guidelines. What do you say to that? Uh, we've mentioned it clear to police that... Uh, uh, there should be enforcement of the suspension. So we think that uh, it should cut across because the COVID-19 uh, problem affects all of us equally. There's no one who is uh, spared from, and we've already seen it. Um, oh, 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 we've seen it already. Some uh, political parties participating in this uh, election have lost candidates. We recently had to open up fresh nominations where we had a candidate from the Democratic Party from NUP as well as a candidate from the NRM who was a, a, a victim to, to COVID-19. So COVID-19 does not respect the political parties. So if for any reason you are able to to dodge the, the authorities and, and, and go against our guidelines, or if they turn a deaf ear or a blind eye to you, it's not a favor. You are actually in more danger than the one who has been uh, dispersed. So we don't want that to happen. We think that it should be a cost for, for the good of us all. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We've been talking to Paul Bukenya, the Media and Public Relations Officer with the Uganda Electoral Commission. Thank you so much, Paul, and uh, best of luck in your endeavors and uh, to everyone there at the, the Electoral Commission. Welcome, uh, Fat Boy and Olivia, and prepare to come out and vote uh, on polling day in January, please. That would be great. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Welcome. Good.